no, do we like want to like put a little Margaret? This part is the extended material so that you know where to start. <laughs> oh, Margaret, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Margaret. Margaret. Hey, Margaret. <laughs> hey, Margaret. <laughs> That's all. Margaret. Like, just. We're going to cut. <laughs> like, Whoever that- is Margaret. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's going to be the cold open now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Margaret. <laughs> oh, Margaret, you're so pretty. Don't you understand? <laughs> I do, I do. I think we all do. We all are very invested in in the concept. Uh, This is bonus experience. Yeah, our cold open might be a little depressing. (laughs) We we didn't hit record when we were talking about the church won't let us fuck dragons. That's your fault. It's not mine. Yeah, you missed. We didn't hit the record button fast enough on like the actually funny shit. Yeah, I mean, not that 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 wasn't everyone. Just to catch everyone up on the funny shit that they miss, sometimes when Rob is our stand-in Margaret, he needs to clarify which episode in Caster is actually, like, the episode to edit. And I name the episodes really stupid things. And the episode we had previously was titled Church Will Let You Fuck the Dragons. So everyone was very pleased with that. Yeah. We had a whole talk and This about- whole episode is... About how the church won't let you fuck dragons. Church won't let you fuck dragons. And the good news is that the Scion line is here to help you with that. <laughs> There's a whole book, the big book of bangable dragons. The now big- on Kickstarter. Bangable dragons. <laughs> bangable dragons. When does this actually go to Kickstarter? Uh, Tuesday, January the 19th. Okay. So, so like the day after this episode comes yeah, out. This episode is going to come out and then the Kickstarter is going to drop new kickstarter drop the next day yeah all right check it out we're a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running writing games yes, we are we are also queer people uh speaking with authority about games also we swear die mad about it die mad about it. um <laughs> die mad uh i'm ray i'm an industry professional i uh write uh I, I do narrative design. I do character design. I do setting design. I now I do mechanical design. You can find me right now in print in Scient Tatanamaki and uh, Vampire Cults of the Blood Gods just came out. I'm very excited about that, and I haven't tweeted about it, which uh, I keep thinking about, like, oh, I gotta make an announcement, and then I forget. Um, and soon coming to Kickstarter, uh, Scion Dragon, which also has some of my stuff in it. Yeah, how about that? That was great. It's pretty good, right? That was really? Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you when you when you play back the audio, you hear me being like, "Yeah, yeah," real quietly <laughs> while you were doing that. <laughs> Those are all things that I did coming into 2021. Hot, talking up my achievements. Talk yeah. Up my you talk about how awesome you are.
I do things and they're you, good. You'll like them. <laughs> you give me that good serotonin feels. Yes. No more of this. Oh, I did a thing. Will you look at my thing? It's like, no, I wrote words. I wrote thousands of words. Go read them. Yeah. Which is still kind of. No, we're, we're, it's a work in progress. We're getting it's a work in progress. Monica, who are you? <laughs> who am I? Uh, I am also. What are you bringing to 2021? What am I bringing into 2021? Right now, not a whole lot, but let's. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Hype. Hype. Okay, what, sorry. What should 2021 be afraid of? Uh, you're stuck in here with me. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have... didn't happen to you. You happened to 2021. <laughs> uh so uh yes i am also a professional industry professional uh i have also done character design and narrative design well most mostly narrative development because i don't think i've actually written any adventures myself um i've also yet uh but i've been in charge of many of them uh seven in fact uh so uh i have also done development and mechanical development and mechanical design and character design and fiction writing uh I'm oh i forgot fiction writing wait i do fiction writing too <laughs> and sometimes i do setting design but sometimes i don't like doing that so that's like not my favorite uh <laughs> but i'm a triple threat fuck you <laughs> yes you do it all yeah baby hire me d who are you, d, who are you? Hi, I am also an industry professional. I do narrative design, system design, and some character design. Uh, I am a developer, first and foremost, um, and a game designer, first and foremost. And so all of those other things fall under those umbrellas, honestly. I uh, have words uh, that you can read on lots and lots of books. Um, Yeah. Just, you know, uh, I think in the words of a famous redhead I know, Google me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is this the redhead that owes all of us approximately seven burritos each? Yes, pretty much. Like, <laughs> redhead will never pay for his crimes. No, never. There's a burrito debt. Yes. Uh, so I honestly... Uh, you can find all of my achievements and accomplishments and bragging on daniellozon.com. So honestly, if you Google me, you will find things you can read. There's links to to Drive Through RPG, which is where most of my products are found. Um, but yeah, so that's that's me. At the top oh, of yeah. this episode, you were like, 50 strangers don't know my name," and then you have a website that is your name, literally yes, with no it. traffic. <laughs> I can tell you to Google it, but that doesn't mean you'll go there. Google it. I can I can lead a gamer to a book, but I can't make them read it. <laughs> Speaking of gamers and books, <laughs> we're gathered here today. <laughs> there's a Kickstarter coming. There is, Kickstarter right? is coming. Yes, there's a Kickstarter. Right? D. Yes. D. This is, this oh, it's me. Baby. I'm D. That's, That's you. Me. That's you. That's me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my word baby is uh, Scion Dragon, in which you get to Got play dragons. In which you get to play giant fuck off dragons. Yes. And uh, and and beat up gods. Yes. As a giant fuck up dra- fuck you get off to, dragon. You, get to be you a could dragon also be a fuck up god. You could be a dragon who fights god. Yeah. Uh, it sounds way cooler 
that sounds way cooler than the other pitch that I give people, which is it's actually kind of like a spy espionage game uh, in which you are playing the agents of dragons who are trying to fight against gods and titans in a more subtle way. So they don't just come out and beat up gods. Instead, they uh, help the titans beat up gods or they help the gods beat up titans in hopes that they'll kill each other off and then the dragons can just inherit whatever bullshit got left over. Right, because the the idea is that dragons were like the gods before, God. like they're a tertiary group, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. So, uh, like spoilers, because you know you'll be able to read the manuscript if you back the Kickstarter and you could see all of this. But the the idea is that uh, dragons are kind of primordial beings. Um, and if I had to like classify them in a lot of ways, they would be in there with the primordials. And a lot of dragons are like Tiamat and some other dragons. Uh, Tiamat is not in mythology actually a dragon. She becomes a dragon and then gives birth to monsters. Disclaimer, I know she's not a fucking dragon. She is in our game, though. Uh, so <laughs> the... The idea is that, you know, a lot of these dragons were around before people, right? And it and it's kind of the science aspect of dinosaurs were here before people. And dinosaurs are kind of just dragons because most mythologies that have any kind of thoughts about dragons are because they found a dinosaur bone. Um, <laughs> and then they were like, must have, yeah. must have been a dargon. Uh, so, yes. you know, like, you know, people have, you know, wild imaginations. It's rooted in, you know, real world things. Not all mythologies are based around that, but, you know, they found a dinosaur bone. Um, so, you know, if I, if I take this idea that like dinosaurs were here before people, that means that the dragons were here before gods because gods came when people came in the sense that the belief in gods came when people came and so when gods were just people heroes trying to aspire to be gods in the scion sense of things and then they formed pantheons and the the act of forming a pantheon uh, rewrote the mythology of the world to mean that they were always gods right and that's kind of scion's take of how pantheons kind of shape the world around them through this this kind of greater fate thing where, you know, oh, but it's always been true that we were the gods of the world, which is how all mythologies are true, right? Because the gods just keep kind of like fuckering around with real history <laughs> to make it, it fit their paradigm. Right, um, fuckering. Yeah. Fuckering, yeah. <clears throat> it's a technical term. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so dragons, though, uh, were like, well, we were actually here first before you and your worshipers and all of your stuff started happening. And what do you, what did you just do to me? Did you just make me part of your pantheon? I didn't ask for that. Wait a minute. What? Now, why are you killing me? I mean, I just ate a couple of your people. What, what the fuck? They were tasty. So, uh, so there's, uh, so, so the idea is that, you know, there were dragons, they were doing their thing and then people showed up and they were like, you know, we're going to either, you know, we're either going to eat them because they're tasty or maybe we'll help them out because they're kind of cute. Um, you know, like elephants think people are cute. Dragons think people are cute. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, there's, you know, there's, there's some, some elements there of dragons were here first, but, uh, but then the, the gods came and they rewrote history. Dragons are, uh, they were there first in the sense of the world. It's not like, I know some people were like, oh, secret history of the world. We're so upset. It's not a secret history of the world. It's just a a reframing of the truth that dragons believe. Um, 
right. is that they were here first and then gods came by and changed the truth of the world around them. And for dragons, they're like, no, but I remember the way it used to be. Now that's their narrative. And, you know, if that's true or not is really up to the reader. Um, you know, the, the dragons could just be like, no, we, we want to have always been here. So that's, that's our truth. And that's what we're saying. Um, it could be the truth. It could be a lie that they tell everyone so that they can feel superior who fucking knows. Right. But, um, we present it as a truth, but it's also presented from the point of view of the dragons. Right. They're they're They could be it could be said that they're unreliable narrators. A, a little bit, and, and only in their own history. And some of that is because they don't necessarily remember, because while they do remember things before the gods came, the gods' fates are so powerful that they literally rewrite reality, which means that re reality has been rewritten for dragons quite a bit. Um, right. So what they remember and what they don't remember, what they think they remember, is is maybe subject to some scrutiny. Um from the outside, but from the inside, like, fuck it. They know everything. Yeah. And that's yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah, they're dragons. Of course. They're going to act like they're the best. King of shit mountain. So this is also, this is also presented as kind of an optional, like addition to the Scion yeah. line, like not required at all for the rest of the game. I mean, no, of course not. Uh, like no supplement is required for, to play the base game. Uh, I think it is a really interesting uh, additional counterpoint to the Titanomachy. Uh, you know, gods versus dragons is a thing. Gods versus dragons. Oh my God. Gods versus titans is a thing that, you know, uh, that is a, an important part of Scion. Um, but some of that is in the background. Some of that is a little bit of a cold war. And so having, you know, in a cold war, having a third element that is playing both sides against the middle uh, or is, you know, playing spy games in the middle of that really adds a depth of nuance to stories. Right. That I think adds a whole lot to the game. Um so even if you're not playing as the agents themselves, as the, the heirs to dragons, even if you're just including them as an antagonist organization in your base game, I think they add a lot to a base game of Scion. But of course, they're optional, just like any. Just like any literally every non-core book is. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, y there is, in fact, an adventure in Titanomachy that sort of ties into it a little bit. Uh, yes. It was a, our, our little preview of what Dragon was going to be like. Could add to your story. Could add to your story. Yeah, yeah. It could, yeah. It, it, yeah, it can add to your story, right? And and I think the, the interesting thing of playing as heirs to dragons is going to be the fun aspect of, one, getting to play a person who can shapeshift into a big fuck-off dragon. Right. Uh, like, I'm excited about that, if nothing else. Uh, I think the mechanical design, if I'm going to toot my own horn and Monica's, is really top notch. Um, and so I think playing as dragons, having dragon magic, uh, having the knacks associated with being a dragon and transforming into a dragon is going to feel very satisfying. And then the games that you'll be playing as a dragon uh character is going to be instead of you know we're going out and doing heroic deeds and and being the big fuck off heroes is instead going to be more subtle 
we are following a mystery. We are investigating a thing. We're reclaiming a heritage. Um, so the stories are going to be, I think, more subtle and more uh, thought-provoking style stories um, okay. that, can, that also can engage in action-packed spy thriller bullshit. And, nice. and uh, forgive me if this is off base, but it also sounds like you could do some more morally gray stuff with a lot oh, of yes. comfort because yes. you don't have to worry about, you know, being virtuous or right. adhering to these, you know, the being a hero. Yeah. So, you know, one of the main uh, mechanical differences between being a, a dragon's heir and being a scion of a god is, you know, the scions have these virtues, these pantheon virtues that they exemplify one side or the other. And they're not, um, they're not diametrically opposed virtues. They're just one virtue versus the other. Which one are you more exemplifying at the moment, right? And trying right. to keep those two things in balance is actually a little important to a scion, where if you go too, too far on one side or the other, there are benefits to that, but there are also drawbacks. Where in dragon, you, there are no virtues. Dragons don't, dragon flights don't care about virtues. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Virtues are for humans. Um, virtues are for humans. Uh, virtues are for people who care about divinity, even, right? That God yeah. dragons are not divine. They're they're just uh they're just there and they're ancient. And so we have what are called remembrances. And this is uh the path that your um that your flight, so not even your parent, but the the group itself wants you to follow and wants you to exemplify and so it's your dragon side and what what they want out of you and then how you rail against that and exemplify humanity so for your heir it is diametrically opposed and being on one side more on one side or the other again has its benefits and drawbacks but it is the balance isn't between two virtues it's between becoming too much like a dragon or resisting too much of your draconic nature. And so yeah. it's an internal struggle that is very individual of do I give in to being a big fuck off dragon and do big fuck off dragon things and do I eventually start eating people or <laughs> or do I resist that and am I just a guy in jeans and a hoodie all, all of my life? In jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> like the most normal dude thing you could be. It is like literally the most normal dude thing you could be. Jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> um. So anyway, I so let's talk a little bit about uh, memory. Seems to be a theme through the through the book. So let's talk about memory as a theme. Yes. Uh. Okay. So memory. The dragons, you know, we I talked a little bit, oh, I talked extensively about how dragons believe they they remember what the world was like before gods. And that's true, they do. Uh, but they remember what the world was like every time the gods made wide-sweeping changes to what the world was like. They they have all of those true memories overlapping one another. Um, and that's a lot to hold on to. And so no one individual dragon holds on to that. Instead, they have a collective kind of zeitgeist memory that everybody can tap into. Um, and the this collective memory is extraordinarily important to dragons because 
uh, unlike gods, instead of never being able to truly die and having this kind of mantle that somebody else will just pick up and then they, that person just becomes that god or, you know, they just kind of come back after they die a few years later or whatever, right? Yeah. Dragons just die. Um, they can be killed. They have been killed in in mythology and history and all this kind of stuff. But dragons can also reincarnate. They can come back, but the way that they do it isn't the same. They don't. Somebody doesn't just pick up a mantle of dragonhood because dragons aren't divine and they don't have mantles. So how do they come back? And the the answer is is that they reincarnate through one of their heirs. And so. Um, this collective memory is how those dragons aren't actually dead. Their memories are still in the collective memory and their memories are like shards of themselves. And so if you consider a memory as almost like a, a transhumanist concept where uh, you're in kind of this mental playscape where every, every memory that anybody in your group has ever experienced is kind of been uploaded into this cloud and you don't necessarily have it in your head at any time, but you can access it anytime you want. Um, but when you go in there, you don't just find your own memories and other people's memories. You also find these dead dragon memories and these dead dragons want to come back into the, into existence. And so they are going to be trying to manipulate people uh, to move things into place so that they can eventually reincarnate. So we have a lot going on in the idea of memories. Um, beyond that, if you're an heir, you can also now, because you have essentially either been chosen by a dragon or you carry some draconic lineage uh, from the time when people fucked dragons, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you know you uh or if you are you have a memory like essentially a memory shard of a dragon who is trying to reincarnate through you you now have access to this collective memory and so as an heir you have this ability to one remember things that you've never experienced before it's how your dragon actually communicates with you um they send you memories that they want you to experience that will lead you on the right path. Uh, a lot of it is manipulative. If you think about it in a way that's like, I've been given this memory and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it means and I'm trying to learn about it. And it's really like this dragon who's trying to get you to go to that place that you just remembered to do something for them. It's the little manipulative that, oh, I had a dream about this thing. It's actually been implanted there by a dragon. So uh, the dragons, but they're not so manipulative that you have to go do it, right? You can absolutely just be like, well, I had this memory and I'm pretty sure it's from my dragon and that guy could go fuck himself. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dude, like bad dream. We'll forget. Leave me alone. Um, so, <laughs> so you can, you can either like lean into the memory and, and investigate it, or you can, you know, ignore it at your leisure. That's not a compulsion. Um, but to a certain degree, it is something that you want to, if you want to become more draconic, if you want to lean into your heritage, then this is the way you do it. You follow this kind of breadcrumb trail that your dragon is leaving you to discover what it is they want you to find out. And the way that we make this not gross is we let the players decide what memories are important to their character or what memories their dragons have given them. So the story guide can say like, oh man, here's this big memory 
of this thing that you need to do to spark off an adventure, right? That absolutely can happen. But what can also happen is, say, during an adventure, while uh, a couple of characters are investigating, you know, anything, literally, a, a pot of vase, they're trying to collect an artifact that was stolen from a culture that they belong to and return it. And you get into the museum or whatever, and the player can be like, okay, so we're going after artifact X. It's a sword. And I look over on the wall and I see, you know, uh, a tapestry. I think I want that tapestry to spark a memory. And now I have decided that that tapestry is important to my dragon and it invoked a memory that I need to now do something. I don't even need that tapestry to be the focus of the memory. It just sparked the memory. And now I've decided on a new path I want my character to go down has been given to me by my dragon's memory. Um, So it's a way to set goals for yourself and kind of hand wave that your dragon gave you a memory to do a thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's also a way for the players to engage in the kind of concept that while I as a player may know what goals I have for my character, my character has no fucking clue what's going on in their life. (laughs) (laughs) So I as a player can be like, I want this weird thing to happen to my, my character. And instead of having to be like, okay, but storyteller, I need you to, you know, have somebody come and give me this plot seed. I can just be like, Oh, Holy shit. I just got this thing from my dragon memory. And now instead of, I don't know why my character would be motivated to do this thing that I want them to do. You can just be like, Oh, your dragon made you do it. New memory drop. (laughs) Yes. New memory (laughs) drop. Right. Um, and there's cool stuff attached to memories in in a mechanical sense. Uh, there's a system for it in which you can invoke a memory and it can compel you to do things and, and leaning into following the memory, uh, is the way that you gain more draconic power. So just like, um, your, you know, legendary deeds that you do in Scion, now you have these memory deeds and you have to com- accomplish a memory deed to be able to increase in your uh, legend equivalent, which is called inheritance. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's a, I, I think it's a cool thing. I think the, you can also in, like pull on memories to like, remember how to do a thing you've never done before. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, matrix style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I downloaded mm-hmm. jujitsu. Right. <laughs> Um, it's also fun because one of the, one of the main play experiences that you could explore in dragon that I think is really cool is finding out who you are and not just who you are, but like, I have this dragon ancestor It's giving me memories and I don't know who it is. And so one of the things that could be a, a major play experience is just finding out who is giving me this cryptic messages and finding out everything I can about them. Right. Because I, uh, you know, speaking of someone who wrote a little bit uh, of dragon stuff, um, when you make a character, you don't necessarily go the way you do with Scion, where you say, okay, I'm a Scion of Apollo, or I was yeah. adopted by Amaterasu. You you can just say, I don't know. I know I'm in this flight, but I don't know which dragon is technically my ancestor. Because for whatever reason, maybe that dragon is dead. Maybe that dragon hasn't made themselves known. Like you can literally just go, I don't know who I am, which is a fun thing to explore. You can make that a whole character arc. Right. Absolutely. And it's, it's, I think a one of my, or two of my SIGs that I wrote don't have stated heirs. Yeah. They don't have, yeah. It's just the flight that they belong to. 
but don't have like they don't know who the person the the dragon is um and that's also fun because we don't actually present a lot of dragon options there's about like six per flight which if you compare that to dragon i mean compare that to scion where there's 10 to 13 <laughs> gods per pantheon uh-huh right it is a much lower number um and we do that on purpose right i want to give you some examples of what a dragon would look like in this in this flight but i also want you to make up i want you to find dragons in mythology that inspire you i want you to make up your own dragon i want you to in, explore the concepts of the driving goals of the flight without focusing on you know well is leviathan actually a dragon or is Jormungandr actually a dragon? Like, okay, but that's not what the point. <laughs> Do we right. Do we want to talk a little bit too about um, characters, personages, dragons uh, who are double dipping? Yeah, like ah, like, yes. like you you just like Nidhogg and um, Alguang and. Alguang, uh, Al Alguang is actually, I think, triple dipping. Yes, Alguang is triple oh, dipping. Yeah. Yes. It, it's <laughs> uh, you said earlier yeah. the dragons don't really have mantles. Uh, sure. But they can also be double and triple dipping, um, which yes. sounds to me, just from someone who like has been part of creating Scion's cosmology, which is weird mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes so inconsistent, weird. kind of intentionally. Um, yes. Uh, that like, so let me see if you agree with this take. I don't know if the book talks about it at all. That like, dragons are sort of something separate. They're closer to primordials who can also get double dipped into mantles too. Um, yes. And this right. sounds to me like a god is like, I am also that guy. <laughs> and then they sort of copy the identity into their mantle, and that's how things get weird. Um, a little of both. So. It <laughs> It can happen that way, but I think there's, you know, we do address how, how is a god a dragon? How is a dragon a god? Mm -hmm. How is a dragon also a titan? Right. Right. Because gods and titans are divine. Dragons are not divine, but they are as powerful as divine creatures. And so, you know, how does a dragon go from being a dragon to being a divine creature? And you know, th that question and answer comes in, how does a person go from being a person to being a divine creature? Mm -hmm. You know, I dug into this some with Neil and in true Neil fashion, he had a lot of answers that just confused the shit out of me uh, <laughs> because science sometimes does that. But in the, the long and short of it is that when pantheons were being made, right? And gods were becoming gods in some cases the pantheons were like hey dragon guy do you want to be a god with us and the dragon was like yeah sure why not i've been having fun hanging out with you <laughs> and then they were like cool here's a here's a divine mantle you are divine now and they were like cool i am a divine being i am no longer a dragon i am this divine being instead and after a while they were like was i a dragon i think i was a dragon i if I take this mantle off, oh, if I take the mantle off, I'm a dragon. So some dragons are wearing godly mantles uh, and or titanic mantles that were gifted to them in a in a sort of way by gods. Um, but they themselves didn't create the mantle. 
Um, and they didn't even necessarily ask for the mantle of a, of godhood in some cases um, or titanhood, especially titanhood, right? So a lot of the, the dragons who are also titans, there's a ton of them, didn't necessarily want that for themselves. But when the pantheon was forming, it kind of got thrust upon them in a uh, in a trickery kind of way. Okay. You can't just throw a mantle on someone and have it stick. But, you know, when, you know, Apep, Apophis, when Apophis was chasing down Ra, Re, Do, Re, Mi, Ra, 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 Yeah. Um, when, when, you know, Apophis was chasing down Ray to, to eat him for what he had, for the injustice that he saw was going to happen in the future. And the gods were like, God, what a fucking Titan. <laughs> <laughs> and Apophis was like, well, I mean, if the shoe fits, fuck you, I'm going to eat you. Uh, <laughs> Lace that bitch up uh -huh. and wear it. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, you know, he accepted it, but not because... He knew what it meant, or even because he wanted it, but because he wanted the end goal of being able to eat raw. <laughs> just... Whatever it'll take to get to eat raw. Yeah, pretty ah. much. And then, you know, now there's there's a Titan Apep and there's a dragon Apophis, and uh they know each other exist, but they kind of deny that they are the same person. Into All right. Yeah. So, and that's just one story, right? Um, you know, there are other stories where, you know, a lot of the, you know, I think Nidhogger in Titanomachy, there's a little blurb about how uh, he's also a dragon. Yes. And he's uh, mad he at him. Right. There's, and he's mad Nid at himself. Nidhogger and, and Nidhogger. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Maybe I got that right. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So he's mad at himself. And in Dragon, he doesn't understand uh, how. How that little thing, that little titan over there, could be him, <laughs> and how could the how how dare he let the gods do that to him? Were they written? Uh, this is this they written by the same person. So written by the same person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's great. This is this is all like stuff I already knew, but it's also all stuff that I'm internalizing because my I'm still working on my fan supplement for uh fire bloom three houses oh yes uh i'm making uh both a dragonflight and a pantheon yes <laughs> so look for that later i don't think i could fucking sell that but look for that yeah. later for free yeah <laughs> if you yeah. wanted to play a scion of saros or <laughs> an heir of the immaculate one yeah <laughs> anyway uh, anyway yeah, uh al guang i I'm not sure, like, forgot. Also, all written by the same person. Um, yeah. And, uh, except Did not forget. No. Just accepted that bargain. Right. Uh, I he believe was, he's just like, like, yes, I am all three things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's like, uh, right now I need to be. So it was, I, I think his story is more like, right now I need to be a god because that's what's best for me. Um, and then, oh, you want me to be a titan? Yeah, okay, if that serves. And then, like the dragons are like, "Hey, but you're a dragon." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm working on it." <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, he's really a delightful villain in yes, uh, yes. Titanomachy. I don't know how Dragon presents him. Uh, a little like that, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Kickstarter, 
is coming up. Yeah, Kickstarter. How much can we actually talk about the Kickstarter itself? Like, uh, I mean, I don't know which stretch goals will be announced early, um, but you know, based on any other Kickstarter Bionics Path, there's going to be a companion book available for both Scion, Dragon, and for Masks of the Mythos. Yes, um, yes. And each like monetary break point, which I don't know how much money it will be between each one, will add elements to the each companion book. The more money we make, the more we can put into the companion book. Yeah, um, okay. So so that's that's just basic OPP Kickstarter 101. Like that's yeah, okay. always true. Um I have suggested um some some hopefully some new flights. That can get yeah. to the companion yeah. book. Um, hopefully, some new rules that can expand some of the uh, some of the rules that we don't have fully fleshed out as much as I would like because there's only so much I can fit into one book. Um, and so, I have suggested these things. That hopefully, we'll we'll reach them as Kickstarter goals. So I can't really say exactly what they are because we announce them as the the kickstarter progresses but you know give us more money because yeah. <laughs> i want to write more content for dragon <laughs> and if you if you back at a certain level you get the advanced copy right like you get you okay only, we're going to be collecting errata and all that oh yeah you only need like uh, the five dollars is all you need to pledge to get a copy of the manuscripts both yeah. of them yes and We'll be un unleashing the Dragon Manuscript first in the first two weeks of the Kickstarter. And then the second two weeks of the Kickstarter, you'll get the Masks of the Mythos Manuscript. Um, so the the idea is that hopefully uh, the way the Kickstarter is structured, because it's two separate supplements, Masks of the Mythos is not related to Dragon in this in any aspect other than it is a Scion product. And, and, you know, vice versa. Dragon isn't right. related to Masculine Mythos. Yeah, other than they are Scion products. But, um, but so you can, if you're interested in the Mythos stuff, you can just back to get a Mythos book. If you're interested in the Dragon stuff, you can just back to get a, a Dragon book. If you would like both of them, you can back and get both of them. There's different uh, tier levels for, for all of that, you know, one, either or, or both. Um, so you can, you can kind of, it's like a menu of options that you can choose between. Um, so if you're, but if you're backing, you know, the at dragon, you will get the dragon companion. If you're backing the mask of the mythos, you'll get the mythos companion. If you want both, then you'll get both the companions kind of thing. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I <laughs> I am excited. I'm very excited. I, I, can we talk about like, can we talk about what's in the book? Can yeah, I like wax can, poetic about how much I love my let's, children? Let's do that as bonus content. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you, okay. okay. So okay. people who are listening at the regular rate, um, if you really want to hear more stuff about the dragon Kickstarter, you better go give us a dollar. Yes. <laughs> go give us a dollar. Then go give the Kickstarter like $5. $5. Yes. And then you'll know next, everything. Then you'll know everything Your for expense. the price of six bucks six whole and, bucks and i think and i think the one dollar i think what we need to do is not just talk about what's going to be in the book because then they can go and and 
you know, a $5 pledge will get them that information uh, through the, the manuscript. I think we could dig a little bit into some of our design principles behind why we chose to do yeah, some of the things yeah. we did. Fuck yeah. Yes, my favorite thing to talk about. I think that should wrap our regular episode because we got some good stuff to talk about. Uh, and if you want the rest, that's premium content. Go pay for it. We're going to go <laughs> talk about the premium content. Uh, let's do the okay. do the closing ceremonies. Monica. Yes. How you doing, Monica? You know, we've been over this and it's tenuous at best, but go on. Still tenuous, huh? <laughs> Nothing changed? I mean, I was enjoying this conversation we had. Oh, okay. A, good, good, a nice good. little pick-me-up in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. All right. Human, well, you know, human, co- more, human contact is a What more can you hope for um, in the age of Rona? Yeah. What stitch is this? What stitch am I on? You're what? You're on the. We're ending the episode stitch. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, where uh, are you, are we on Twitter? We are on Twitter. Where, where am I? We are on Twitter. 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 You can holler at us on Twitter at bonus exp cast. That's right. Okay. What about like you personally though? Uh, me personally, if you want to follow yeah. me for some combination of tabletop discussion. Genshin Impact art and political <laughs> posts, political retweets mostly. I don't, I don't actually comment on most of that. There's much smarter people than me out there. Uh, you can follow me at Zenith Sun. Okay. Uh, if you wanted to follow, if you wanted to follow me for much the same reason you would follow Monica, except with about eighty percent more impotent rage, um, you can find me. I'm uh, Ray W Cole on Twitter. We, 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 one more thing that we, they need to know. Do you remember? D. Well, yes. D, what's your Twitter? Too. <laughs> I feel like Monica was going somewhere else with that, but uh, you can find you can find me at Impernius on Twitter. Um, if you want to find me, if that's hard to spell, you can always look for me on www.daniellozon.com, uh, and that has links to all of my social media stuff. Hard to. spell. It could be hard to spell. I don't know that it's even a word. It's not. It is my 16-year-old self trying to spell impernicious and spelling it incorrectly, but then it became my user handle on ICQ. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Actually, it, that was originally on MIRC. Oh, okay. Oh! Yeah. That's, oh, you, <laughs> Monica was appeased, but I was not. <laughs> um, all right, well... Um... Email, 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 yeah, email, email, email. Monica, go. got it. Monica, Monica, Monica. Where can they email us? They can send us an email that I am remembering to check now. Um, and Good. <laughs> yeah, they can send us to uh, bonusexpcast at gmail.com. It's the Twitter okay, handle okay. at email. The word sex. Um, is in what it. about the word sex is in it? Yep. What about um um uh, our web uh, website? Maybe our website. <laughs> yeah. What about our website? Yeah, Monica. What about our website? Uh, our website is uh bxpcast.com it's different than the other ones uh we it's different yeah we have not mentioned yet in this episode that we are a member of the misdirected mark network oh we are a member of the misdirected mark i don't know why we're still a member i don't know why they haven't just kicked us the hell out but we're right. a member somebody's of the misdirected mark say network ding yeah somebody ding, yes, thank ding. You. uh thank you uh we didn't advertise other shows but there's lots of good oh, ones shit. on there shit uh, we didn't do the mid episode break, so we're just gonna, just just to cover our bases, so the MMP continues to let us live there. 
Uh, there are all kinds of really uh-huh. good shows in the Misdirected Mark Network. Um, you should especially check out their flagship show, Misdirected Mark, where they stream live. I think it's every Tuesday in the evening. Something like that. They do a live stream that's sort of like a live BXP, but not with us. So uh, with their own a lot less chaos. Yeah, less chaos, more structure. Um, but you would probably enjoy it. Uh, check it out. I, that's They have a real blurb, um, but I'm not going to dig it out right now. Sorry. My apologies to send in. <laughs> Phil. Uh, we'll be better next time. Yeah. Uh, also, remember to alt, to toss some money at Nerdy Cappy, who is our sponsor. Um, they have all sorts of cool mm. quality queerware, including Scion, fan-made Scion merch. Scion merch! Yeah, they have like a Teen Scion shirt and mug, um, which... Uh, spider designed specifically for like the authors but you know give give them money they're great um it's not like he's gonna id right you yeah no. spider will gladly yeah. take your money um it's it's really nice and sweet and you don't actually have to be a member of team scion to see to to, to, to enjoy yeah. right because it says team scion absolutely divine and it's yeah. just yeah it's just so punny i have I one yeah, I, I have, have one. one. I'm I'm actually drinking my tea out of it this morning. I had my Not, coffee in it this morning. Yeah, like I didn't intentionally do that. It's just in my rotation of regular tea mugs. Yeah, I I should get one, but I have too many mugs, and I currently had my coffee out of a "Don't talk to me before I have had my podcast" mug. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who got you that? Uh, Julia. Julia. <laughs> um. So. Anyway, yeah, go to nerdykeppy.com and use code BXPCAST for 10% off at checkout, which is a code that never expires. So uh, if you want all kinds of cool stuff, you can just keep going back and going back, and it works out great for all of us. Uh, Mm -hmm, And you can look mm -hmm, forward to mm -hmm. us moving our merch to Nerdy Keppy in the near future. That's probably going to be part of our big update. We're going to do a big update. We're doing a big update later. It'll be fun. Big update. (laughs) <laughs> Anything else you need to add? I just thought I'd cover our bases that we usually do in the middle. I think that's okay. I think we're good. I it's been a while since I've podcasted for this long. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been an hour and forty two minutes and it's counting. Been so uh, long. Yep. And you're gonna. It's this is Monday's episode, so this is all. Oh your, my god! All your I played I'm myself. So, you did. I'm so sorry that you have a lot to edit. I played myself. You did. Well. Everybody get Stop out. Gotta... Get out. Go <laughs> home. <laughs> late here. I gotta eat. Change, change it if you want to. Change it if you want to. Was this the season? Was this, this the season, season finale? Yeah. Change it if you want to. This is the season finale. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>